Welcome to the Principles of Success, and today's episode is probably titled something along the lines of How to Become Charismatic. However, we're talking about more than just charisma. We're talking about social skills, social dynamics, and charisma. So, social skills, social dynamics, and charisma, aren't they all the same thing? No. They're all related, but they do have some differences. Sometimes those differences get a little blurry, but they do have some differences. And the easiest way that I can see to kind of describe the differences is the differences between knowing, doing, and being. You learn and know information. You learn and know what social dynamics are and how they work. You do different social skills. You develop your social skills. Your social skills are in action. And then charisma is being. You are a charismatic person. You become charismatic by knowing social dynamics and learning social skills. So that's kind of my rough definition of the difference between the three. So first, let's talk about social dynamics, the knowledge part of charisma. And the first main subject I want to address on is that first impression. impression. Everyone knows that the first impression is super important, but nobody pays attention to it. First off, let's talk about body language. It is said that 80% of communication comes from the body language, not from the actual words you're using. And if you want to be a charismatic person, you have to have charismatic body language. If you're all closed off and turned away and fidgety, you're not going to be charismatic no matter how confident you are. And in fact, your body language influences your state. I record standing up because you have more energy when you're standing up. Last season, I didn't record standing up, and I'm pretty sure I can at least sense a difference. Probably you can too. Body language is important. Learn it, study it. And the most important aspect of body language is smile. I have a hard time with this one because I have a nasty resting face. Face. But... It's super important. You need to work on your smile. Everyone needs to smile more. Doesn't matter if you even feel like smiling. You need to smile more. One, it'll help improve your mood. Two, charismatic people smile. So learn to smile. And then eye contact is super important. In fact, and unfortunately, we've been conditioned that staring at people's creepy when having eye contact is super important. Here's the good news, fellas. Unless you are actively being creepy, it is near impossible for you to stare at a woman long enough for you for it to actually be creepy. Here's what I mean by this. You have been so we have as a society have been so overconditioned on or beaten down more specifically that we don't know how to make eye contact anymore. If you want to get good with girls, one really simple trick, just start staring at them hardcore longer than you think is appropriate. Same with loudness and expressiveness. Most people who think they're being loud are being super quiet because you're shy. If you're staring at them hardcore, you're probably barely making decent eye contact. Now, obviously, calibrate, but you can get girls just by staring at them more than you feel comfortable doing because nobody knows how to do eye contact. So, hey, that guy, he knows how to do eye contact. He must be confident. I like confident guys. What's his deal? Maybe I should talk to him. 
And yes, I still struggle with making eye contact with pretty girls too, so good luck. Moving on to the next aspect of presentation. Gentlemen, you should be obsessed with your hygiene. Think of it this way. Just like you do not want to see a 300-pound girl trying to fit into skinny short shorts with her fat rolls being squished out, women do not want to deal with a smelly man, with a nasty man, with a man's nasty bathroom. I recently had two gorgeous women over at my place. You want to know what the first thing that was out of their mouth was? Wow, your place is clean. Most boys are messy. A stinky man is like a 300-pound woman. It's gross. We don't want it. Fix it. Make sure you clean yourself. You have good breath. You have a good haircut. You don't smell like B.O. You're wearing a clean shirt. Ladies can tell if the shirt is a day old. Just because you think it doesn't stink doesn't mean they don't think it stink. They have better nostrils than we do. I don't know why, but they do. And clean up your gosh dang bathroom if you're having a girl come over. Next, let's talk about style. Don't dress like a hobo. I'm an extremely frugal man. I have a cheap car. I make sure to wear nice shirts. They're not overly expensive shirts, but they're nice shirts. They're not t-shirts that has my favorite Marvel character on them. They're nice shirts. And I'm not talking about like you need a polo shirt and da-da-da. Just wear a nice shirt. You know what a nice shirt is. Wear a nice shirt. Anytime that you are in public, you should be wearing the shirt, the quality of shirt that you would want to meet your wife's husband in. No, <laughs> your wife's father in. Not your husband. Because, yeah, you, you guys know the mess up there. Your wife's father in. Wear a nice shirt. Take care of your B.O. Have good body language. Brush your gosh dang teeth. And go get in shape. Do all the things to improve your aesthetic appeal and smell. Because, and this is a very important social dynamic point. How you meet the girl is more important than anything else. Men judge off of looks. Initially. We're talking initial, first impression, people. Men judge off of looks. Women judge off of the situational perception? What's the word I'm looking for? The situational circumstances. There's another quote I like that the girl did not reject you. She rejected the course of the interaction that you guys had. You can be a 10 out of 10 magnificent best man that she will ever possibly meet. If you're in a really bad situational setup, doesn't matter. You're not going to get the girl from that situation. Meeting how you meet her, how that first impression goes, is vital. Same with business. Remember, this isn't just a dating season. This is a all-around relationship season. A potential employer, a potential client, they are very much judging you off of your appearance, your, the situation, and, and the situation. In business, you're getting judged off of both. At, at least in dating, you're only getting judged off of one. But a potential client isn't going to give you money if you look like you're dressed as a high schooler. Same with employer. A, a client is just an employer. They're the ones, give, whoever's giving you money. If you are not a confident salesman, they're not going to give you money either. In dating, if you're not confident in that situation, maybe because your mom just died, or... You just arrived at the venue and you have no idea what's going on. 
Or maybe you just left the gym and you're kind of stinky, so you feel uncomfortable because you're kind of stinky. Doesn't matter. If you do not be if you're not perceived as confident and put together, she will instantly be like, you're not quite there yet. Like you're cute, but you're not quite there yet. Even if you are the absolutely most amazing, confident, charismatic person ever, if you're out of state, we'll talk about more of that in a sec, then it doesn't matter. Holy crap. I really hope that there was a lot of pauses in this, because otherwise this episode's going to be very long. I'm already at 20 minutes in record time, so we'll see how edited down this gets, and how long this episode is, because I've just barely talked on the first subject. Next topic of dynamics, let's talk about frames and state. I just mentioned state. Your state is how you're feeling. Do you feel confident? If you don't feel confident, make yourself feel confident. Get moving. Movement equals emotion. Start waving your hands around. Stand power power positions. There's a great TED talk on that. Get in state. And then frames. The most iconic frame that everyone knows what you're talking about when you say when you say it is the buyer-seller dynamic. The buyer is trying to be convinced or it, the the seller is trying to convince the buyer. In dating for the most part the buyer-seller dynamic is the man is trying to convince the girl. If you're a man who wants to be successful in dating, you need to try and make sure that the, the frame is the girl's trying to get the guy. Because remember, women are hypergamous. They date up. You have to be the more valuable player in the party. However, that's just one example of framing. A much more important frame is making sure your frame is fun. Fun, teasing, playful. No girl wants to go on a second date with a guy that she just had a boring interview with. I'm very guilty of this. Make sure that the date is focused on being fun. Make sure your state is in a fun state. Make sure the frame is a flirtatious frame, not a boring interviewee frame. Okay, that's enough for social dynamics. Let's move on to... Social skills. Social skills differ slightly from social dynamics. Social dynamics are knowing. Social skills are things you develop. And like any any skill, you need to practice it. You need to actually develop it. You need to go out and talk to a bunch of people and be rejected by a bunch of people, whether it's in dating or or business. My little brother's starting his own business, and I've been coaching him on it. And I, I think it was last week, by the time this goes live, it'll be way further down the line. But last week, as of recording this, I told him he needs to quit procrastinating and go door to door and get a hundred no's. He's not going to get a yes. His sales pitch is brand new. He has no experience doing a sales pitch. He doesn't need to get a yes. He needs to put in the reps, the practice. He needs to go home after his piano lesson and practice and do terrible at the piano. You need the practice. You need to go out and talk to clients if you want to be successful in business. You need to go out and talk to girls if you want to be successful with girls. And talk to all of the girls, especially if you really suck right now. If your social skills are abysmal, talk to ugly girls, talk to guys, and... Work on having the courage to go up and talk to hot women. You're not going to succeed with them. That's not the point. The success is that you are going up to them. 
Easier said than done. I know. No one likes getting rejected. There's a reason why no one wants to do the stupid cold calls. It sucks. Put in the reps anyway. Get good at selling if you want to be successful in business. Get good at talking to approaching girls if you want to get good with girls. Now, it is so much easier if you have a built-in excuse. That's why my main place for meeting girls is a swing dancing place. It's partner dancing. Girls are literally lined up in a giant circle just waiting for a guy to ask them to dance. And the best part is, if you're feeling extra awkward and can't feel talkative, you don't have to talk, and after three minutes you have a built-in excuse, or the lady has a built-in excuse, to run away. But when I was first really, really working on my social skills, I went around the college campus for an entire day and attempted to say hi to five people. Not even strike up a conversation. Just walk around and greet people. That's how bad I was originally. And guess what? It took me all day to get five people. This goes back to the relationship with yourself. Be kind to yourself. It took me all day to talk to say hi to five people. What a pathetic loser. However, I had the balls to brace in, uh, embrace my fears and say hi to five super scary people. Now, to be fully truthful, the original goal was to say hi to five girls. But after a couple of hours, I, I let that slide a bit. I loosened the restrictions on myself just a bit. Because I really sucked with social skills, so I needed to develop them. And I had to start from, essentially, zero. So, once you start making those cold calls, knocking on doors, saying hi to people, actually approaching and talking to potential mates and clients, then you better start developing your conversational skills. And the common advice goes along the lines of, be a good listener. Be it is more important to it is more important to be interested than interesting. However, I want to pause on that real quick. That advice is very true. But if you're starting from really rough social skills, that is step two. The first step is learning to actually talk, learning to not filter yourself, become unstifled, be able to just flow, talk about anything, quit trying to Make sure the conversation is good. Be weird at first. Talk about whatever pops into your mind. It's an important practice thing. Once you actually have developed your skills, you kind of need to start emphasizing the be interested and an active listener because then you're just overwhelming with your social skills and you can just talk and talk and talk. But when you're first initially stifled and you're first trying to develop social skills, Quit worrying about if you're a good listener. Quit worrying about if you're interested in what they have to say. Just start babbling. Only once you have set your communicational capabilities free, then you can start refining them and start actively listening and being interested in the other person. Because I promise you, what you're doing right now is standing there like a boring dead fish and going, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the other person feels like they're talking to a boring wall and they won't remember who you are. Next up, learn bantering. Remember, the frame, fun, carefree. We'll actually talk about that 
here in just a second, but your frame should be fun. Even in sales. Business. Fun gets business. People do biz- people do business with people they like. If you're a boring stick in the wall, they don't like you. So learning how to banter is especially important when you're trying to learn how to communicate with women. You need to have fun in the conversation. Next up, tone. How you say something matters. This is why texting can be very dangerous. And in fact, I've gotten in trouble in texting many a time because the tone I've said in my head, because I'm a sarcastic, teasing little jerk face, comes across as a super douchey jerk face because the playful tone isn't there. So how you say something is just as, if not more important, than what you say. 80% of communication is body language. 15% is tonality. 5% is the actual words. I'm sure the numbers change and it's just a saying, but you get the point. And then as you develop your social skills, you're going to be able to start actually being able to read people and calibrate. If a girl looks bored, if a client looks bored, you can either give up or you calibrate and make it more entertaining or more interesting for them. If you haven't developed social skills and don't know how to read people, you can't do that. And how do you get good at social skills? You go out and you practice and you get a million no's. You get a million clients that turn you down and a million girls that turn you down. And if you're a girl, a million boys that turn you down. And yes, I encourage women to ask men. Men find it very flattering. Now, just because, ladies, if you ask a guy, doesn't mean he'll automatically be interested because he's impressed by how outgoing you are. He's going to look at you. And if he finds you physically appealing, he'll be like, wow, this is a cool girl. She came up and talked to me. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I'm sorry. You're going to get both all of y'all business people, dating wise, friendships. Just make, make no your vitamin, as Les Brown likes to say. You have to put in the reps. You're going to be rejected nonstop. And then once you stop getting rejected outright... You then have to put in the reps of having conversations with people and girls and clients and then getting rejected after that. And over time, you will get further and further in the process to like the close where you're asking the girl out or you're closing the client on the deal. And then you're going to get rejected countless times. So you just have to put in the practice, put in the reps. It's all just repetition. It's a skill. You develop it over time as you do more of it. And as you develop the skill, you'll learn just random little tricks that help you. Like, for instance, doing a cold read. I'm not going to bother going into depth on it because I'm getting kind of over on time, but actually I'm way over on time, but I'm hoping that I'll edit it down. Anyway, a cold read is where you, you, when you first initially talk to the person, instead of saying, where are you from? You can say, you look like you're from Minnesota. Or instead of, what accent is that? Like, that sounds like a southern accent. Being correct doesn't matter. It's the cold read that is the symbol of confidence. You're like, I'm willing to put myself out there and be wrong. We're already most of the way through the episode. When is he going to talk about charisma? I've already been talking about charisma. As you understand social dynamics, as you develop your social skills... 
you're going to be more charismatic. But being charismatic is more than just social calibration. The core of charisma is having confidence in yourself, having confidence in your skills. You have to believe you're capable of closing the client, talking to the girl, before your, your brain will even allow you to access the knowledge of dynamics and the skills you've developed to be able to actually be charismatic. And you all are aware of this. We'll use dating because I'm not sure your levels of experience in business. But when you're not interested in the guy or girl, you're so charismatic. You can charm the pants off of them so easy. You shouldn't because that's wrong, but you could. You have all the skills you need to be super charismatic. But when you're with the girl you like, or the boy you like, or the client that you really want to close, all that charisma and skills goes right out the window. And that's because at its core, charisma is confidence. However, let's talk about some other important aspects of charisma. So the first three word charisma thing that I want to talk about is fun, carefree, and passion. These are the three emotions that people are just dying to experience. And if you can deliver on even just one of those, people will like you. But if you can deliver on all three, people will love you. So make sure your interactions are fun. Make sure your state is a carefree state. Let's just be dorks together and have fun. Not worry about stuff. Let's just enjoy life. And then passion. Don't be timid and boring. Be excited. Be excited to have fun and be carefree and not worry about anything. And when you have passion, when you are carefree, when you are having fun, you will be charismatic. Next, this comes from The Charisma Myth, which is a book I did a while back. You should go re-listen to that episode. But in that book, they talk about how charisma is presence, power, and warmth. We'll come back to presence in just a sec. But power. Power, they're competent. They're confident. They have power. You know what a powerful person in a situation looks like. This is the confidence part of charisma. Part of it, anyway. Warmth is super important once you have presence and power. Because nobody likes a simp. But they do like, and nobody likes, a arrogant a-hole. But when you have presence and power, so you're confident, everybody likes the confident guy who's nice, who's kind, who comes up and says, Hi, how are you? And is excited to talk to you and see you and make you feel good. Make you feel warm inside. If you're cold in your interactions and brisk and boring and I don't care about you, they're not going to care about you either. If you're 100% business-like and like, oh, we can do this thingamajigger for you and if you'll just sign right here, I'll take your money and there's no warmth in it, they're not going to want to do the business transaction. Be excited to talk to them and get to know them and just make them feel important. People like feeling important. That's the whole point of warmth. That's the warmth side of charisma. When you have power, you're confident. This is called the winner effect. But now let's talk about presence. And this is where I want to end the episode is on presence. And I really like that they use the word presence 
but it doesn't just mean that you are present. Now, that is important. Being physically present is required for you to have a social interaction. It also doesn't mean, and this is what I thought it meant at first, it doesn't mean that you are paying attention. Yes, it can mean that, but it doesn't just mean that. Like, yes, you should be paying attention to the conversation. You should be present to the conversation, making sure that you are present and talking to the person who is in front of you. And that's another important aspect of presence. But the most important aspect, and this is the part I have initially missed, you need to be grounded. Going back to the, when you actually like the girl, you lose all social skills and all capability of intellectual thought. That's because you're not grounded. You're too much in your head. There's too much going on. You can't think because you're like, oh, ah, ah, ah. You know, sometimes I wonder what you guys think of all of my weird sound effects that I make during the show. But you're too busy not actually being present because you're too being ungrounded and all over the place like, ah, what do I say next? What do I say next? Or you're thinking about, is my hair good? Am I, do, does my breath stink? Um, uh, da, da, da. How am I going to ask them out on a date? You have to learn to be grounded and just be in the moment, being present to the moment and enjoying the conversation. You can't be warm if you're too busy being in your head. You can't be charismatic and talkative and free-flowing and being able to just have a nice flowing conversation where the two parties can vibe if you're being too much in your head. If there's too much going on, you won't have the mental bandwidth to be funny. So as you build your confidence, as you become more grounded, you're able to free up that mental bandwidth and be more funny and charismatic and warm and enjoy the conversation and be actively listening and letting the conversation flow back and forth. It all comes down to your state. Are you grounded? Are you feeling confident? Are you present? And that, I think, is a perfect way to end today's episode. If you guys have any thoughts that you want to share with me, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Nathan Dickinson. I love hearing from you guys. You guys, reaching out to me is literally the only reason why I'm doing this podcast at this point. So please reach out to me, and I will see you guys all next week.